like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Inspired Educator Podcast. I'm Nicole Holton, co-founder of Inspired EC, Inspired Family Daycare and Timbernook, Newcastle. And today you've just got me. After a few episodes uh, with some great interviews with various educators uh, and some awesome interviews lined up for early in the new year, uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different this week and encourage you to reflect on your year, uh, which we all know can be tricky at this time of year. We're busy, we're doing all of the things. We've got the Christmas stuff happening for those who celebrate. Uh, We've got end of year kind of wrapping up of various things. People are doing reports and putting together documentation and I don't know, graduations if that's your thing. Um, But there's lots going on. Um, So I guess we can get to this time of year and sort of just want it all to be over and we rush through it a little bit but it's really important that we stop um, and kind of take stock of how the year went and how we showed up as an educator uh, and what that's going to mean for us down the track. Um, So I guess the idea kind of came about in the last few weeks when um, Tash, my other half of Inspired Easy, um, not that there's just the two of us, we have an amazingly wonderful team um which kind of leads into the next bit our team works uh across several states we travel a lot we work from home we balance children and work and all sorts of things so uh, we use an internal online um, messaging system and that helps us to stay connected but it's also a great place to ask really interesting questions so last week tash asked us to think about Uh, what we've achieved in the last decade, because we are at the end of the decade, um, both as a team, but also as individuals as part of that team. And we're all just kind of throwing ideas in there um, for what we've achieved. And I think it's been actually really nice to stop and think about that because so often we're focused on what we're doing right now and then we move on and we forget about it. I know we have a habit of not celebrating things enough. Uh, When our uh, latest book came out, um, Dream Design Develop, uh, which is on our website if you want to have a look, Um, when that came out, we were really excited about it, but we were so busy with other things that we just really quickly moved on um, and we probably didn't celebrate that as much as we should. So... We're taking some time at the moment to put down ideas of things that we're really proud of um, for our inspired team. And that's led me to thinking about when I was an educator um, 
and what I was proud of at the end of the year, but also a lot of other things as well. Um, So reflective practice is a really big thing for us, but I know it can really stress educators out. Uh, It's been a bit of a hot topic when it comes to assessment and rating. What do people want to see when it comes to reflective practice? How am I making that evident? Um, How do I document it? All those sorts of things. And over the last, I think we might be in our seventh year now, sixth or seventh year uh, of doing Uh, So we, for those who don't know, we create uh, reflective journals. So they're essentially a diary, but so much more than a diary. Um, And we do those each year for a variety of positions. So educators, educational leaders, nominated supervisors, family daycare, you name it, it's all kind of there. I think we have seven different types at the moment. Um, But we set those up to be more than a diary um, because we put reflective prompts throughout. Um... And those are designed to help educators to think about their practice as they go, um, to discuss challenges maybe with colleagues. Um, Sometimes there's some scenarios, there's links to uh, the EYLF and the National Quality Standards and the regulations and uh, all that sort of thing. So we're pretty passionate about that. Um, We don't think reflective practice needs to be a hard thing. Um, should actually be quite a simple thing but if it's a hard thing and you're making it a hard thing it's probably not an enjoyable thing um, and then it's probably not something that's actually going to add value to what you do um, so there's no point in engaging in reflective practice if it doesn't add value to your practice so that's where we're at that's why we're doing this little kind of mini episode today on reflective practice um, So I guess, depending on where you're listening, maybe you're listening in the car. I listen to a lot of podcasts in the car. Um, Maybe you're listening while you're doing housework or while you're, I don't know, on a run or whatever. Um, But I would suggest for this next part, stop what you're doing. (laughs) And if you can't stop, pause and come back. Um, Get a piece of paper. And I'm going to give you seven questions um, to reflect on. And you're not going to do it while we talk. So (laughs) it's going to be something that you can go away and actually have a think about. Um, But you definitely want to jot the questions down. All right. So we've got seven reflective questions and then three questions for moving into the new year. So the first question of the reflective questions is what are you most proud of this year? So maybe it's that you uh, helped a child to separate from their family in the mornings after a really, really difficult uh, settling in period. Um, And maybe you persisted and really built a strong connection with that child and now that child's really comfortable at the service or whatever. Maybe that's what you're proud of. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're proud of your documentation this year. Maybe you've really up your skills and you feel like you're um, making children's learning really visible. Maybe you're proud of your patience this year. Maybe you've been particularly patient with children and you're proud of that because we know that that can be tricky sometimes. (laughs) Um, I know that particularly as a mama, that can be tricky. Um, So maybe that's what you're proud of this year. It doesn't need to be a huge thing. You know, you don't need to have, I don't know, written a novel or I don't know, done anything crazy. It's just those really simple things 
that you're proud of. Um, I know for me, one of my proudest moments um, working in a service was helping a child uh, settle to sleep at our service. So this little one still needed sleep every day, but um, was really, really difficult to get to sleep and he needed to be cuddled basically. And so I spent a really, really long time uh, cuddling this child to sleep and that often meant for a long time it was standing. I couldn't actually sit down as soon as my backside would hit the chair. (laughs) It'd be over. So he'd wake up. Um, So for me, by the time I got to the end of that year and he was going and making his little bed himself and laying down, curling up, having a sleep, um, that was a pretty proud moment for me. So it doesn't need to be a massive thing, but something that you're proud of. All right. Number two, how did you nurture connection this year? Um, So this year we've been, as a team, we've been all about connection, you know, the importance of being connected to yourself, to your colleagues, to the children that you work with, to the families that you work with, to your community. Um, How did you nurture that this year? What did you do to strengthen those um, connections? Um, Maybe you made a point of greeting each parent by name. Simple. Uh, maybe you organised some community days within your service or some excursions out to different parts of the community. Uh, Maybe you reached out to an Aboriginal elder within your community and created a partnership there. Whatever you did, be proud of it. You know, how did you nurture connection this year? If you're finding it hard to think about something, maybe that needs to be a focus for you for next year. Okay, number three, what practices or ideas did you let go of? This is always a good one. Um, I think it's important to think about the things that, you know, we might have done in the past that we've come to realise we probably don't need to do now. Um, I still remember when I first started in early childhood, um, at the end of the year we did a Christmas concert, an end of year concert for families and the children would do these performances that we'd worked really hard on and then we'd have a little graduation ceremony and it was kind of kind of a big deal Um, but we sort of began to challenge our thinking on that uh, and how appropriate that was, how child-centred that was, um, what message that was sending to families for our play program you know we were saying we want to just play all the time because we know that play is amazing Um, but then we did something quite structured at the end of the year Um, and so a lot of reflection had to occur around that but we were able to let that go Um, and that was actually really free so I think it's nice to sometimes be able to let go of practices or ideas things that no longer serve you Um, you know, it's that old saying, I think it's Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. You know, and that's the thing, you are constantly learning, you're constantly engaging with other professionals and with the sector, and there will be times when you will change your practice. You will evolve, you'll let go of old things that no longer do you any good. Um, so maybe there's something that you've done that with this year. Okay, number four, how were you challenged in your thinking throughout the year? Um, So perhaps you went to some PD that challenged your thinking. 
Um, maybe you uh, had a bit of a heated discussion or debate either online, we know that happens a lot, or with a parent or with a colleague. Um, maybe a child said something to you that caused you to think about um, the way you do things. Um, it doesn't matter where the challenge comes from, but it's important that it comes. Um, you know, people don't often like to be challenged, um, but I think it keeps the brain strong. You know, it keeps us thinking and evolving. Okay, number five. What did you learn about yourself as an educator? Um, so perhaps you learnt that you need coffee to survive. Perhaps you learned that Fridays are really not your day and maybe you should only work Monday to Thursday. <laughs> uh, whatever you learned, uh, it's important. You know? And then what are you going to do about that? You know, what are you going to do with what you've learned about yourself as an educator? Perhaps you've learned that you are um, really great at writing reflections. You know, maybe that's something you're great at this year and you've really learned that about yourself. Whatever you've learned, what are you doing with it? Number six, how did you advocate for children this year? Um, so advocacy is a really, really important part of what we do, but we can get so caught up in the day-to-day -day that sometimes that feels like a bit of a luxury when it shouldn't. Um, perhaps you joined a local network or group. Uh, maybe you just went into bat for children's rights in an online conversation or with a colleague. Um, Maybe you supported a family who was having a really tough time and, you know, getting, seeking support for their child or um, there can be many ways that you advocate for children. It doesn't need to be, you know, I think a lot of people think of advocacy as protesting somewhere and look, that can be a great way to advocate. Um, we've seen it happen with a lot of campaigns over the years. Um, for me, I strongly remember the one to four make it law campaign so you know maybe you've been involved in something political uh, but maybe you're just involved in advocacy on a really kind of grassroots level uh, within your service or within your community um, maybe it's just that you you know you stand up for the children of the community or whatever so what do you do how did you advocate for children this year and again this is kind of like the connection one if you feel like you're finding it hard to uh, identify those things maybe that's a focus for you for the new year okay and the last reflective question what moment or practice makes you cringe thinking about it now uh, and what will you learn from that so we all have moments where we're not totally proud of ourselves um, maybe it's just that we handled a situation really poorly um, maybe it was something we said to a colleague maybe it was I don't know, a group time that we tried to run that was an absolute disaster. P.S. We should probably just give up on group times. Um, not having children together as a group, but this is a whole other conversation for another podcast. Um, but, you know, there are always going to be things in our practice um, that we're not super proud of when we think about them later. Uh, but what will you learn from that? You know, what will you take out of that? 
uh, how will that help you to grow? Um, I'm more than happy to, <laughs> and I often do in training sessions, um, to bring up some of the really crappy practice that I engaged in when I first became an educator. Um, because I look back now and I was, you know, I was 19, I was just out of TAFE. Um, I was trying to kind of emulate some of the educators that I saw around me and um, that doesn't always, now that I look back on it, I'm like, that just doesn't fit with who I am and what I believe as an educator. Um, you know, I wasn't strong enough in my ability to kind of live out my philosophy. So um, it definitely makes me cringe when I think about some of those things. Um, but I've definitely learned from it. And, you know, I think there's kind of no harm in actually looking at that stuff. All right. So there are your seven reflective questions. Now I've got three questions to leave you with as we begin to wind up and move into the new year. So the first one is what research or professional learning do you want to do in 2020? Um, so this is something really concrete. You know, what do you want to learn more about? How do you want to grow? Where do you want to go? What sort of conferences do you want to attend? Um, and professional learning isn't just conferences. It's um, podcasts like this one. Uh, it's books, it's articles, it's blog posts, although you need to be mindful um, that blog posts, even mine, are opinion primarily. Um, they often link to articles that might support um, the message but ultimately they are opinion and not always fact so it's important to um, look at those with kind of that in mind um, but what do you want to do in 2020 what's going to take you to the next level as an educator um, you know and particularly depending on your position you might need to look outside of the early childhood field um, for that growth um, I know for me personally, I really have started to enjoy reading books that are outside of the early childhood profession. Um, I loved Brene Brown's uh, Dare to Lead. I found that really, really beneficial and I think that'd be a valuable tool for any educational leader or nominated supervisor. Um, so there's lots of ways you can engage in professional learning um, or perhaps you want to start a research project. You know, maybe that's something that you've been working towards and you want to do that next year um, but either way get concrete about it what do you want to achieve um, we don't want to keep attending the same you know, music and movement workshops that we've attended for the past five years just because we really like music and movement um, we need to push ourselves and challenge ourselves to do something different um, so the second question is how will you be a voice for change um, so what are you going to do next year um, to spark change. Maybe it's change within your service um, and it might not be huge change. Change doesn't need to be big things. Sometimes it can be really small things that make a really big difference. Uh, maybe it's change within your community, uh, change within the early childhood sector as a whole. Maybe you want to go, you know, all political. Who knows? But how will you be a voice for change? Um, in which way are you going to kind of show up and make a difference? And the last question, and a really, really important one, is how will you take care of your well-being? Um, so it can be a bit, you know, buzzwordy, the whole well-being, self-care kind of thing, but it's so important. 
you know, if we don't look after ourselves, how can we look after um, all these amazing little humans that we are blessed to be able to look after? You know, we spend our days with people who really need a lot from us um, and we need to be able to give that. But to do that, we need to be really strong in ourselves. Um, you know, self-care doesn't need to be, I don't know, massages and I don't, whatever. It's reading a book. It's slowing down. It's um, having time outside. Uh, whatever it looks like for you, it'll be different for different people. Different things will recharge different people. Um, but you need to do that. You know, how are you going to handle situations when you're stressed? How are you going to motivate yourself? Okay, so they're the questions for moving into the new year. So we've had some reflective questions and some questions to kind of start planning ahead. Okay, a couple of things. If you would like to be on the podcast, you'd like me to interview you next year, you're doing something different in your service or um, you know, you're, you're just working in an interesting way and you think people would like to hear about it, um, definitely give me a shout out. Send me an email, let me know. Um, we're wrapping up the year and we're really grateful that so many people have listened and downloaded um, the Inspired Educator podcast. So thank you very much. It's kind of daunting sometimes to put things like this out there, particularly when you don't like the sound of your own voice in a recording. Um, that can make things tricky. But for me personally, I've gained a lot from the interviews with various educators as well. And I really look forward to some of the ones I've got planned uh, for early in the new year. So we might have a little hiatus um, over the Christmas New Year period, but that's probably not a bad thing because everyone needs time to chill out a little bit. Um, if you're fortunate enough to get a little bit of time off um, from your service or from your work um, over the next month or so, uh, enjoy it. You know, do something that takes care of yourself um, and come back in the new year really refreshed and ready to give um, to the children that you work with and the families that you work with. Okay, that's about it. Uh, so again, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully um, today's episode, which I think was supposed to be a bit of a mini episode, but I don't know, I might have waffled on for way longer than I expected. Um, but thank you. Thanks for sticking with me. If you have, hopefully you've got something out of it. You've engaged in some reflective practice and it doesn't feel quite so scary anymore. Um, if you like the sound of the journals, the reflective journals that I talked about uh, early in the episode, um, but you haven't seen them yet, you can jump onto our website www.inspiredec.com.au and go to our store. There's a section in there for reflective journals and you can see a little bit more about them um, and how they can support you in your reflective practice throughout the year. Okay. So enjoy your last few weeks of 2019 and I shall talk to you again in 2020. Bye. Need more Nicole in your life? Here's how to find her. InspiredEC.com, InspiredEC on Facebook, or at inspired underscore EC on Instagram. You can also visit playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash inspired to leave a comment or ask a question.
Thanks for listening. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.